Yes, indeedy. What up, y'all? Your boy, BTG. Open run with BTG. The gym is back open. Man, this is one of those just shoot some free throws type of day. Work on some layups. Work on your layup packages. Um, you know, it's it's been a rough one, man. Like, ever since the beginning of the week, like, <laughs> you know, it's just... Um, it's just been rough, man. It's just been rough. Uh, you know, by by this time, everybody has heard. You could be under a rock and hear all this news that that I'm about to come with. But I mean, it's there has been intense basketball games. Shout out to my Lakers. Um, we closed out Portland uh, this uh, this past weekend, and um, so we're off to the next round, the second round. I'm pretty sure we'll end up playing the Rockets. I I predicted that we will be playing the Rockets. I would love to. I would love to to have a a battle against OKC. There's not much there. I'm actually worried. I'm actually worried about the Rockets more than Portland. Although I think Portland, I think I think that Portland team, a healthy a healthy Portland team, can beat. I think they could they could definitely beat OKC. I'm not worried about that one. I think they could challenge the Clippers. I'm not saying that they could beat the Clippers. And the only reason why I said that is because, truth be told, I think Portland can just push us, you know. Um, but obviously, that's with Dame. That's with, you know, Trev. That's with, um, that's with all their players back, you know, Zach Collins included, you know, uh, Rodney Hood. So... I feel like if they was fully staffed, you know, and, I, and that goes, but that goes with anybody, you know. I'm I'm pretty sure if we had Avery Bradley, you know, Rondo would be on his way back. Um, we'll be in, you know, we we'll be in much better shape. Um, but I think that Portland team is a dangerous team, man. It really is, and just like any team with you know a superstar or two, um. Everybody has to be clicking, you know. So shout out to Dallas. You know, they got eliminated by the Clippers. Um, and, and and that what was it, Sunday? You know, uh on the way back from Vegas. Uh, we was in Vegas this past weekend watching the games and and they won me some money. So shout out to the Bucks, shout out to my Lakers, and shout out to uh Houston for winning me some money. Uh all money line bets. I didn't get that extra cash because uh, those bets didn't go through, but my money line bets definitely went through because of those three teams. I pre I I knew Orlando was gonna get uh I knew Orlando was gonna eventually roll over, um and I think Houston is just a better team than OKC, and that's without the Brody playing. But Brody did come back, you know what I mean, and then we shut out. Uh, Portland and they put up a fight though. <laughs> they put up a fight that game. They didn't went. They went down swinging that game, you know. Um, but I think that Portland team, you know, they're at the crossroads right now because I'm hearing a lot of and, and, and again, I don't normally go with what these quote unquote professionals say, but the word around town is that you know is it's, they're coming to that crossroad where you might have to blow that team up. And by blowing that team up, meaning they might have to separate Dame and CJ. You know, package CJ, a nice package with CJ involved. You could bring somebody else over there to help Dame. Uh, who could that be? You know, who knows? You know, who knows at this point? But um, shout out to Portland. You know, uh, Portland has had our numbers for years. You know, Portland is just one of those teams that they give the Lakers problems in general. 
You know what I mean? But I think when the lights, when the lights turn on in the playoffs, you know, we stepped up. You know, there's nothing they could have did with our bigs and our bigs were on the floor. They was limited. They had nine players. Look, bro, I'm not making no excuses for them. At the same time, I don't really care. You know, you got to go out there. You still got to battle. And I know they were they were down some some players, uh, their star player, their main player at that. But um, they went out there and they gave their all and they definitely fought. So I can't really you can't really knock them. You know what I mean? And it's like if they brought that team back, that's actually I mean, truth be told, man, that that Portland team is a fourth or fifth seeded team in the West. They just happen to be the eighth seed. And honestly, I mean, like I said before, the way they were playing in the regular season, though, um, who's to who? I mean, who's to to say that they would have made the playoffs in the first place? At the same time, the bubble gave teams like that team at the time, teams like Phoenix. Um, they showed out, man. I, I would have loved to see Phoenix in the playoffs. It would have been different. You know what I mean? I don't think they would have won a series, but it would have been exciting to see Booker get off. You know what I mean? It's just, you just want to see those, those players, those young star players get off, you know, just like Luca. Luca, Luca did the best that he could and he won, you know, he won without, um, Porzingis, you know, so just imagine, and Porzingis was there. You know, a lot of a lot of people was yelling out upset. And I mean, I, that's not far fetched. It, it would have been a dog fight, though. It definitely would have been a dog fight if uh, Porzingis would have been there. But he went down with an injury, and they uh, and they lost that one. Um, and so pretty much after that, man, you know, we got Boston and Toronto. Uh, and, and, you know, we got Miami and we got, um, Milwaukee playing right now. And that's going to be a dog fight. So now we're actually talking about a Eastern matchup with some type of power to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I respect the Boston and Toronto matchup though, because those are the teams that's going to be there. Those are, those are good Eastern playoff teams right there. But this Miami and this Milwaukee is a different type of feeling because you have this Miami team that was put together that's a powerhouse versus the Milwaukee Bucks who has been who is basically the best team, quote unquote, in the East. And they're going wire they're there is going down to the wire with them currently right now. Um first game. So, you know, these these matchups are going to be um, you know, well, we have to finish the, um, and I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to the Denver and Utah series because Donovan Mitchell and, and, and basically Jamal Murray has just been acting a goddamn fool inside the bubble. You know, 50 point games everywhere. <laughs> like this shit is just crazy. Um, but like I said, this, this episode is not even, not even about the games or whatever. It's more about just, Reflecting, you know what I mean. It's been a tough one this past weekend, starting with that that Thursday or Friday, where we were just losing cats back to back to back. And I mean, you know, you got you got the the OG Hall of Fame, Lute Olson, passed away at eighty five. You know, former Arizona coach. Um, you got Cliff Robinson, 
former Portland Trailblazer standout, 53. 53 years old, man. Uh, then you got John Thompson, the OGs of all the OGs, Georgetown at 78, you know. And the one thing that you can take away from John Thompson and, and the Lou Olsen uh, passing is that, you know, they lived a life, you know, at 78 and 85, like they lived, you know, and, and, and you know, there has been reports that John Thompson has been battling his his health issues for a very long time. You know what I mean? So, um, of course, his legacy is going to live on because of his sons. But, you know, it's still hard to deal with because no matter no matter if you prepare for it, you can never be fully prepared for it. You know what I mean? And it's just and the reason why it hurts so bad. It was the timing. Because, like I said, it started off with Lute Olsen. And then it was just like a, like just a, what do they call it? I can't even think of the, the term right now. Like a snowball effect. Uh, but it's like that snowball went back up top. <laughs> and then we lost the Black Panther. And I, and I know I'm mixing in, um, you know, daily social media topics with sports but you know the marvel the marvel universe is is a part of sports i guess if not it's just important it's an important topic to talk about in general um because chadwick boseman was not only just the black panther he was jackie robinson as well you know what i mean and the anniversary of jackie robinson has just passed and he passed on that day and it's the thing is is like that hurt because he was 43 and nobody knew he was dealing with it for the, for the past four, four years, they said. And, and the amount of movies that he accumulated are just, just, which was just crazy. You know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of people are saying, how will they continue, um, you know, Black Panther, you know, Black Panther 2? Which I don't think was due until 22 or 23. Um, you can't recast that particular character. You just can't. Um, you just can't. Um, that one hurt. That one hurt. I was in Vegas, you know. Celebrating the wife's birthday with a couple of friends and family members. I'm in the pool, got my feet in the pool, scrolling. You know, as before I did the scrolling, I'm taking pictures of the scenery that we in, of the pool, my wife, and it just popped up on my screen. And, and immediately, you know, just like any other de other death, um, before I go off and just start reposting or whatever it may be. I go do my research, and lo and behold, it was true. You know, it was true. Uh, I will say, I will say, um, the one thing that stands out about this is that this particular superhero that looks like me, that looks like my son, this is very important because the younger generation is starting to understand what we didn't have back in the day. That's why when you see men in their late 20s, 
early 30s, late 30s, early 40s, late 40s, maybe even early 50s and late 50s. Celebrate the Black Panther when the movie first come out. Go see it two or three times. It's because we didn't have, we had for the first time a representation of just of, of a superhero. You know what I mean? Like when I, I grew up liking Wolverine, you know, Gambit. You know, it, it was a gang of, 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 of superheroes that I like that did not look like me. That's why when Luke Cage came out, we was on it. When Black Panther came out, we was on it. You know, even Dead Eye, you know what I mean? It's like someone that looks like us. And a lot of people for the, ever since Black Panther dropped, uh, you got a lot of people, and it's our people. And I, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of, uh, other races that were included in this type of slander and hate, but it's like Wakanda is not a real, you know, it's not a real. Why are you, why are you guys bugging out over a place that's not real? But why? You know, that, like this type of, this type of, uh, debate or this type of slander wasn't, we wasn't hearing that type of shit back back in the day. Not when we was trading cards and trading comic books. We knew it was fake. Yet and still, like, let us live in our fantasy. And because of what we've been through, because of when Black Panther dropped in the era that it dropped in, amongst the 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 the, the police brutality, amongst the high level of racism that was going on in our country, and you drop Black Panther, of course that shit gonna mean a lot to us. And it was, and the actor that was behind that mask played so many important black figures in our lives. James Brown, Thurgood Marshall. You know what I mean? Like, he plays some characters that we looked up to or we enjoyed their entertainment. Jackie Robinson. And we salute him. This was an actor that, that didn't have any scandals. That didn't have no, no dirt on his name. Just a cool dude. When you see the interview with him talking about the kids that, 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 that had cancer and they was, you know, they, they tried to hang on long enough to see the movie and he teared up. He, jo- he choked up. Not even knowing, we not even knowing that he's dealing with the same issue. He's dealing with similar sickness. But you know what I took away from this, though? This is what I took away from this, man, is that I seen, you know, you know of course, when, when someone passes away, and really when it's a black person that passed away, you know, we the first ones to go online and post pictures of them. That's how we show them. That's that's a, a way. That's one of our ways of showing or giving them their roses is reposting pictures and quotes that they've said or movie quotes or whatever the case may be. Interview quotes. We post that next to that picture or just a picture or something like that. I posted a Black Panther picture myself and a lot of people just posted uh, Chad himself. And there's one picture of him and he's like laughing uh, you could tell that he was laughing in that picture. And it was a lot, it was a picture that a lot of people had retweeted. And when I got the information that, um, he had been sick for, you know, since 2016, I have to salute his circle, his family, his friends, whoever knew. I, at this point, I didn't really do research enough 
because I don't know if his cast members knew, you know, but if they did, salute to them too. But I'm just going to go with what I do know for sure, his fan, his friends and his family knew, his close ones, obviously, right? The people that he told, the people that knew. I'm not, like I said, I'm not sure if his coworkers knew. What we do know his family knew, you know? And I just got to salute, <clears throat> excuse me, I just got to salute them because for you to keep that type of information out of the public's eye, for so long, that is a very long time to keep information like that from the public. When he is a public figure, I salute that, man. I really salute that. And that made me think this. I drew this conclusion. And and I don't have any facts to this. But I'm going to ride with this because it makes me feel better. Is that he may have died peacefully. You know, when you when you read the statement that was put out by his family that was put out through his social media outlet, at the end of the day, they everything that they wrote, the one thing that I took away from him is that he passed away at home with his family. Let me tell you, not just as a black man, but as a father and as a husband, that is the way I want to go. I don't want to be away from the house. I don't want to be in the hospital. You know, by the grace of God, I don't want anything tragic to happen to me to where it's going like that and my family find out about it. You know how heartbroken we still are hearing about Kobe? But but reading that and them saying he passed away peacefully at his home amongst his family. Yo, I'm willing to believe that his journey was was smooth. And and for that moment, hear me out. And I know this is a sports show, but hear me out. I really believe that he was ready to 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 go aboard that journey and see what was next in the afterlife. And for a split second in Vegas at my wife's birthday, uh shenanigans, I said I would be okay with that. I would be okay with going like that. That's how I would want to go. I'm no longer afraid of death because, but at the same time, in order for me to get to that level, I have to accomplish more. And it's a fight which is going to lead into Jamal Murray in a second. But he fought through everything to continue those movies, to continue those roles, because no matter how how corny y'all, some of y'all people may think this is, Black Panther means a lot to the black community. And quite frankly, we don't care how you feel about it. And that's talking to another black man or a black woman that, that feels like, you know, this, this character that, that, that was created is, is just a character, but it's, it's not though. These kids, these younger kids cried when they got the news, when their parents told them that. I didn't necessarily cry, but I did get emotional. You know, I, I, I wanted to cry. I didn't cry, but I did feel extremely bad. I was sad. It shook me to the point where I won't even lie to you. At one point, I tried to, like, downplay it, like, oh, that's that's crazy. 
But then as the day went on and I finally told my wife and them, that shit fucked me up. It really messed me up. It messed me up. And the, and the reason why a lot of people was caught off guard and a lot of people was emotional is because 43 years old. 43. You know what I mean? And it was like he was considered probably the next up behind Denzel. He was consistent. He was great at what he did. But beyond that, he gave us a character for us to look up to as a black boy, as a black man, as a black girl, as a black woman. He did. He showed us strength because what have we been eagerly been asking for, thirsting for? And, and that's not, I can't speak for everybody, but I know a large amount of the culture has been looking for a leader. And that's, and I know that's a cartoon character or a Marvel character, action figure, whatever you want to call it to downplay it. But that was something we looked up to. Just how we looked up to Kobe Bryant. And I must, I, might, I might have to put him in the top five, man. I was hurt when I lost MJ. I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. I'm a huge Nipsey fan. More than just the music, but that's of the person. He was young. A lot, a lot of cats, including like gang members who really didn't understand his movement. Same thing with Kobe. Like a lot, a lot of y'all cats, a lot of y'all cats hold on to rivalries the wrong way. That's cool if you didn't like Kobe as a player. But like, how do you like, that's like me, that, you know, something happening to y'all favorite player and I still hold on to it after they pass. That's, uh, to me, that's ugly, bro. That's real ugly. Cause I can always strip you down and say, look, honestly, nah, I wouldn't say that. Cause I'm trying to be better. <laughs> At the end of the day, man. Rest in peace to all of those men. You know what I mean? Rest in peace to John Thompson. Rest in peace to Cliff Robinson. Rest in peace to Lute Olson. And definitely rest in peace to Chadwick. Jamal Murray is in an intense matchup with the Utah Jazz and Donovan Mitchell. And um, he tied up the series. They are now going seven. And after the game, you know, they highlighted his Adidas. Where George Floyd and Breonna Taylor on the opposite side. He had a lot of, you know, positive Black Lives Matter uh, quotes on his shoes. And he got emotional. And I can respect his emotions because he basically said in a nutshell, like, we've been fighting. And he took that fight. He took his fight and our fight on the court. And he's battling and he gave his all. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the playoffs restarted back in, 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 you know, this past Saturday. You know, last week we took a stance. How long would it last? You know what I mean? How long will this last? And it lasted for a couple of days. We got right back to it. Some people were a little bit upset about that. Some people were a little bit upset that we didn't stick it out. There was reports that, conflicted reports that Brian wanted to keep playing. 
So a lot of Braun haters came out of the woodworks. Understandable. But then there was reports that the Clippers and the Lakers both said, we don't, we, we don't care if we start back up or not. We out. You know? Now, everybody that was in that meeting, you know, decided they wanted to give their opinion on just LeBron, where, you know, the players had sat down with the league and settled uh, uh, some agreements and some, some terms and some new terms and, and conditions. Therefore, we resume play. I can't, you know, besides dealing with the devs, man, I can't tell you what these players need to do. I really can't. Because it's up to them to do what they want to do. This is their job. This is their livelihood. This is their hobby. This is their passion. This is their love. You know? And so trying to balance what's going on in the community and still, you know, do your job, that's what they have to deal with. A lot of people... And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of white people that feel like this. Don't mix politics and sports together. I don't think that's possible. You have to involve because they're humans at the end of the day. They're going to go out there and say, and I, I can tell you this much. If a lot of those black players was Republicans and coming out saying go and vote for these Republicans and for, and, and for Trump, they wouldn't have zero problems with them. They wouldn't have zero problem. But they know majority of the cast in the NBA are pushing to, to get Trump out of office. That's what it is. They're, they're pushing for equality. And they already know. And I'm actually okay with what happened. Because as long as they put the league on notice that any time we feel like it, we can shut it down. You know, a lot of a lot of people feel like they should have kept it going. And you know what? I truly believe that, and this might not even be a large portion of people, or this might not even be a large percentage, but there's a small percentage that don't want the Lakers to win the championship. Then there's another portion of people that that's going to, you know, that asterisk, that asterisk. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that asterisk. If them cats is playing... Them cats is playing. Head up fade. I've said that before on previous episodes. As long as they're playing, there ain't no asterisk. What I, what do I consider an asterisk to a season? I don't care if you take away games. Because me personally, I feel like you should eliminate a lot of the uh, regular season games. And if you eliminate the amount of games that I said, then we would be around... We would be in the second round by now. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you can kill that noise. But as far as calling the asterisk because they're in the bubble, this is, to me, I don't see how people, again, I know it's a lot of Laker hate. You know what I mean? Um, and and I, I can't, nobody's going to be upset if the Clippers won. Nobody's going to be upset if Houston won. Nobody's going to be upset if any of the underdogs won. And nobody's going to be upset if Milwaukee, Miami, Boston, or uh, Toronto won. They won't. It's that they don't like LeBron. They don't like the Lakers. Separate hate, but you combine that together, we're going against that. And I can see that. It's, it's, it's so obvious, right? I don't care about that. But to call it an asterisk because they're playing inside a bubble, if you don't realize, if you can't really understand how difficult it is for 
a number one seed to win in the bubble, then we get it. We just can't talk sports. We can't because you because you can't see past your hate towards the Lakers. <laughs> you can't because this is an even playing field. The only thing that that can be considered is the level of coaching and the rosters. There's no home court advantage. None of that. There's no refs feeding into the crowd because of the home court advantage. Nah, there's no traveling back and forth. None of that. And when I tell you home court advantage matters, it definitely matters. Definitely does. I think that damn Portland series could have went seven if we had to go back to Portland three times. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Denver ass would be in trouble if they had to go back to Utah. That is a fact, man. And Milwaukee would be in trouble going back to Miami. That's a hot team. Those fans are lit down there. It's not like how it used to be because it was Bron, Wade, and Bosch. But those are some great fans. That Now, they might be fake. Don't get me wrong. We've seen the fakeness out of, out of those Miami fans. At the same time, those fake asses is coming back and they cheering for this new squad. And they might be fake cheers, but they shit still loud and still effective. So yeah, I'm not I'm not buying into that. Whoever wins this championship is a goddamn champion. At the end of the day. You know what I mean? And as much as they want to sit up there and 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 downplay this season, they still watching. If you still watching these games, don't say nothing about them. If you still into them, if you still tuning into them and you dropping food on your shirt and liquids on your shirt, watching this game, cheering against the Lakers, I'm not trying to hear none of that asterisk talk. If your favorite team is in the playoffs right now and you're watching them, I ain't trying to hear it. Not trying to hear it. So I think we just got to keep going forward. I never really stood the, the the distraction part. I understand that that playing the game it takes away from the energy. At the same time, that don't mean that you can't do both. And right now, they have to do a job. So you can't you can't match both of the energies because you're going to have to prepare, you're going to have to practice, and you're going to have to talk about basketball shit. And then outside of that. You could talk about what's going on in the community at the same time. And watch this. Why are we leaving it up to athletes, though? That's the cold part about it. Nobody likes to bring that up. You want to stop. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I did say that these entertainers and these athletes hold a lot of power. You better start putting these goddamn entertainers under the same type of pressure, though. You can't sit up here and whine about bringing the season back. And restarting it, feeling that joy, and then next thing you know, they should not never win in the first. Nah, don't say that. Don't say that. First of all, I'm not telling them what to do. Because my selfish side is saying, of course I want to see sports. We haven't had it in months. We got robbed of uh, uh, of March Madness. You know what I mean? We got robbed of the rest of the regular season. 
So no, 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 no. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. Now, if Kyrie and CP3, Bron and the rest of the Banana Boat crew, if they say, you know what, we'll f- fully focus on this, then I'm going with that. In other words, what I'm saying is pick a goddamn side. You're either going to stay on the side that don't want to deal with sports at all and stick to what's going on in the streets. Don't watch the playoffs. Or you're going to go with this side where you feel like they can balance it. And again, things are going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. The first time we ever seen all these team protests was this year for this for this season. And you can honestly, I can honestly say, if it wasn't for this bubble, we probably wouldn't have gotten that type of impact. Why? Because they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have had the impact. They just wouldn't have had it. If they wouldn't have brought back basketball, we wouldn't have had that impact. Why? Because they stopped playing in the middle of the goddamn playoffs. If these cats are at home, it's easy, just like with the rest of us, it's easy for us to sit up there and protest when we ain't got shit to do. When we've been locked in the house, can't go nowhere at one point. But now that shit is opening back up. NFL is coming back. No college football, although there was one game. <laughs> but basketball is in the midst of it. Playoffs is heated. It's great. We, we've invested into it. We, we agree with it. We accept it. It's almost normal to us to see them niggas in a bubble now. Like we're there already. So don't sit up there and tell me that it's a distraction. We still got Black Lives Matter written around the court. We still got cast wearing a shirt. We know what it is. We still got cast after, before and after the game, the post game, the pregame and the post game. Cats is talking about it. But because they were in a bubble and this, and this police brutality continues on, they're able to protest in a different way on a higher note. Instead of them being at home and they $5 million mansion, they inside that bubble. Protesting. Impact. Baby steps. Right? I'm with it. Now, as long as the league knows, and this is why I said the NFL dropped the ball. Yeah, that was cute what Detroit did. It was cute what those other, what, seven teams did. We're not going to go to practice. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hold you. I I, I respect what you did. That shit didn't move the needle at all. Just to be honest with you, those teams, including the, the Detroit Lions, who didn't go to practice, that shit didn't do anything. All it did was say, we was we just not going to go to practice. It didn't mean anything. The season hasn't started yet. So that's why I said, if a team comes out, if an owner comes out and say, yo, if this is, this is not taken care of, if those officers are not arrested, we not playing week one. Now, if that happens, you get a lot of credit for that one, Playboy, because these NBA players already set the tone. These MLB teams already set the tone. We not going to play. We not going to play. Man, they sacrificed two days. WNBA, we going to sacrifice some games. And they basically say, you know what, and the MLB, for sure, 
get a lot of credit, especially the Dodgers. I'm, I'm going to have to put my own team because Mookie Best said I'm not playing regardless. And his team said if he not playing, we not playing. That's a lot. And you know that's the difference because the MLB, <laughs> we don't dominate that sport. Black men don't dominate that sport at all. So they get messages from certain teams. I, I, I could roll with it. I could roll with it. At the end of the day, we just need to stop complaining at this point. We either going to support it or we not. You either going to get on your high horse and, and, uh, and, and, and get in these streets and protest and not watch the games, or you're going to watch the games and hope that they can balance this shit out. Cause when the off season come, that's when the real funk is going to happen. Real talk. Cause now after the season, they have nothing but to get to whatever y'all feel like they need to be at. Cause since y'all don't feel like they can't do both. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Again, Jamal Murray was very emotional after his, uh, after his win against Utah. He spoke what he, he said what he said. Um, young man, love his leadership, love his game, always loved his game. Um, and we're going to see what he does from this, from, from this day forward. You know what I mean? Like they have a big game seven coming up. Um, but besides that, I want to see what he's going to do off the court. And he seems like he's with it. You know, just not talking that talk. He's walking that walk. So I look forward to seeing that game seven. I look forward to seeing what he does for the rest of his career on and off. Again, I want to send my condolences out to, to, to John Thompson family, Chris Robertson family, Lou Olson family, uh, and definitely Chad, Chadwick Boseman family. Uh, we're going to miss y'all. And, and one thing I want to say this, and I, and I think it's just, Yo, we lost a lot of leaders. And for a long time, we've been searching for a leader. And I, I'm a strong believer in, in we don't need one leader. We don't need two leaders. We need multiple leaders. And John Thompson was a leader. You know what I mean? You can, the heartfelt message from Iverson. You know what I mean? Lute Olsen sent a million players to the NBA. You know what I mean? Cliff Robinson was probably a leader uh, to the people that was close to him. Uh, uh, and Chadwick Boseman, like I said, he plays some great roles of some entertainers and some athletes that we looked up to. And therefore, we looked up to him. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Kobe. You know, we'll never stop missing you. Shout out to Nip. We'll never stop missing you. And that's what it is. Hey, the gym is closed, man. It's nothing. It is... We not playing today, man. No games today in the, in, in, in overrun, man. It's, it's just one of those days where you just got to go sit, reflect, and know that we lost some great heroes and some loved ones. You know what I mean? We, you may not have met them personally, but you knew them. You know what I mean? And this is what we call life, baby. You know what I mean? And it's a rough one. And hopefully we get out of 2020 on a high note. You know what I mean? And hopefully we get out. As champions, and I'm talking about my Lakers. <laughs> God, to sneak that one in. Overrun with BTG. By the grace of God, man, I'll see y'all next week. Y'all stay easy, y'all be safe, and y'all stay out the way.